0: Pick your class and learn your bachelor points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Open episode 195 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by
1: Mandalorian Business. Uh Mother in Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh and 3D artist outside Battlefront 2. Um I'm Dulana 57 and I mostly do effects
2: and sometimes cosmetic mods, mostly effects and sometimes UI.
3: I'm Cade, I am a developer for Frosty, the modding tools for Battlefront 2. And I am also uh, a game designer and graphic artist.
0: In this episode, we're going to be talking about the modding community, uh, getting some of the details of what it takes to uh, get a mod going, and how the community works in the modding world. Let's get started. What are you guys' experience with Star Wars and Star Wars Battlefront? What got you into the games?
3: Yeah, so I have always loved Star Wars, even as a kid. I think I first actually started getting into Star Wars by watching uh, The Phantom Menace, Episode 1, which, um, you know, it's an interesting introduction to Star Wars, but I still (laughs) loved it as a kid. Um, And I have always loved Star Wars since. So I started playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2005 first, and I really enjoyed that. Um, then, uh, Battlefront 2015 was announced and I was really excited for it. So on release, I played it a bit. I lost a bit of interest and I wasn't too into Star Wars at that time, but then I started getting back into the game, um, around the Battle of Scarif update, the last expansion. And I did really enjoy that. Um, so around that time, I was also working or, like, learning about game design, um, specifically using the game engine Unreal Engine 4. And since I was getting more into Star Wars, I wanted to see if it was possible for me to, you know, make a Star Wars-based game. So I learned about a software called Frosty, which lets me uh, export, like, the art and, like, the characters and models and weapons from the game. So I originally were was just um, taking... Uh, like art just for testing with my own work, um, and then I originally was like, "Huh," you know. When I was playing Battlefront twenty fifteen, I was thinking, "I wish I could spawn more than just one ATST." So I figured out that Frosty allows you to do that, and one of my first modifications I made to Battlefront twenty fifteen was I spawned I think like twenty ATSTs. <laughs> um, wow. Yep. Yeah. So. That's my introduction to Frosty, and since then, I was very excited for Battlefront 2017 or Battlefront 2's announcement. I participated in the closed alpha, the beta, and launch, and have been playing it since. Um, I later joined the Frosty team and started working on Frosty as well, and have just been modding the game since.
2: Okay, where should I start? I, I never really played games much as a kid, so because my parents didn't let me, so I didn't really get to play the, Battle, the 2005 Battlefront stuff like that, really. But and I mostly got into Star Wars like a little bit later than I would have liked to, maybe like pre- like preteen or something. And I've always liked Star Wars since I started. And Star Wars Battlefront 2015 was my first like real shooter type game. And I enjoyed the heck out of it. I played it constantly throughout its its lifespan and um I was friends with Kate at the time because of our minecraft animator or whatever history um and he he showed me uh that modding was possible for twenty fifteen so I joined the modding server as a consumer or whatever um from him, and then later on i wanted to make my own mods, and I started off doing a balancing, um, single player mod for, uh, skirmish or whatever in 2015, and, or for, in, for the 2015 game, and that was really my beginning in modding, while nowadays I, or, and then when 2017 came out, um, I started doing... I did the Better Sabers mod, which is my most popular mod by far, and it was really cool because I got to, it was more of an art-based, like, it was more a visual mod than me having to learn how Logic or whatever that stuff started to work, because that Mm -hmm. wasn't really my strong suit. I knew what I wanted stuff to look like, and I made it look like that, and that was my drive, I guess you can say. And... Nowadays, I mostly do effects mods where I have learned a lot more about maybe like logic and stuff and like the more intricate parts of modding and I've been able to do more with my effects modding.
0: That's awesome. As for me,
1: uh, my story with modding uh, or for Star Wars uh, for that matter uh, started when uh, I actually had my first laptop ever um, and i was able to play battlefront 2005 for the first time that was actually my introduction in the world of gaming but all and in the star wars gaming and i was really interested in mods uh i was getting i was installing mods like crazy i was having like a hundred mods installed at once <laughs> uh luckily they weren't conflicting each other um, and later on uh later when i was uh, like 14 years old i think i got my very first pc um i was constantly looking at trailers for battlefront 2015 i wasn't really aware of what the gaming world is at that time but i was aware of battlefront 2015 being there and it's being awesome and i was like wait that's actually animation it looks so real um and uh later that year i think in 2016 uh before christmas i think i got my first uh gaming pc ever uh and the first thing the first game i bought was battlefront 2015 uh and i started to play i was basically a noob i didn't know anything too much about you know shooting and stuff because it was way different than 2005 battlefront and um Afterwards, uh, you know, when the modding part came in, uh, and everyone was like, wait, Frosty Engine is actually moddable. Uh, I got interested in that. I wasn't uh, in, uh I wasn't uh a modder for Battlefront 2015 at all, but I know I played with mods, I enjoyed them so much. And I was so I was that's how I got excited for 2017 Battlefront. Uh, because I am such a big Clone Wars fan. I have been growing with Clone Wars and for with love for those characters, Ahsoka and Akin, especially Clone Troopers. Um, and I was excited to see that finally I can play with clone, with the Clone Troopers. I wanted to play in modern graphics since you know I started to get into Battlefront with two thousand five. Uh, and the funny thing that actually got me into modding was when Battlefront two arrived. Later on, I think in November to December, Frosty editor for uh, Battlefront 2017 was released and modding was starting to roll. Uh, Yeah, mods were starting to roll. I was a little annoyed because uh, not, I mean there weren't too many clone trooper mods like let's say clone trooper mods like uh, fives or echo or uh, characters that can be brought into the game, and I got annoyed <laughs> and. Uh, I said, I, I told myself, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do it myself. I cra- I got a cracked version of Photoshop, I followed some <laughs> tutorials, um, and I got my first texture mods in, even though they were very bad, like under any critique, you know, uh, the markings, The same, the one marking of dogma, let's say, was all over the classes that's one thing and uh but it didn't matter people loved it and i also was proud of myself that hey look i'm actually getting something that's also that is also making other uh people proud uh not proud uh happy and um then i continued doing that i got advice from and from other mothers um and i'm really i'm really uh thankful for that because that's what uh got me to go forward. Um, and later on, I started to evolve in modding, uh, learning from different people, different tutorials and such. Um, and then at some point, uh, because I opened my Instagram page, I was doing, I said, okay, let's do uh, Battlefront photography. And it got it got pretty uh, well, it's like, it grew up uh, pretty quick, um, my Instagram page and, um, Later on, I started the Finest of the Five of the Finest of the Five of First, it was at first. Um, but then it got popular by the name of the Finest of Legions parole because I was doing a Legion almost every week. I was ignoring school for only for modding. Um and uh that really got people excited, and I continued to do that stuff. Uh that way I also got into 3D art per all doing modeling. Uh, doing rendering and such because I was also uh, constrained, yeah, restrained by 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 the cinematic tools being not available anymore because the developer got into dice, mm-hmm. got to dice, and I told myself I cannot just leave the quality to uh, uh, camera Anzel, to Nvidia Angel, you know, the default camera from in game. I told myself I gotta go forward, and I started to get into more. 3d art stuff and i continuously um did and tried to improve my content and so we are so are we today and that's my story
3: yeah i'd like to quickly just touch on one thing that was mentioned and expand on that so uh frosty was first released to or first updated to support battlefront uh 2017 in december so specifically on christmas day um that's when the update was released and people were able to start making mods so i am an admin on the battlefront modding discord server and i was at the time a developer for frosty but um the lead developer galaxy man 2015 he only gave me a heads up that he was going to be releasing the update that added support for battlefront 2 on christmas day about like two hours in advance. And I was already... I had a vacation planned that day. So on Christmas Day in the morning, I was going to be on a 14-hour car trip. So (laughs) I wake up to see Frosty was released, and it was updated, and everyone was getting all excited. And that was like the most influx of users joining the Discord server I've ever seen. And I was not... I didn't have my computer with me. I was, you know in a 14 hour car trip and i just had my phone and i remember we had to create like multiple troubleshooting chats from how many people were trying to message and get help and trying to figure stuff out it was crazy yeah it was so crazy
1: I actually remember that day uh me too I, 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 now, now I remember that you that, that you have actually told uh told me um I actually remember there were so many people excited and I remember there was that first mod the pink vader if you yep. know what I <laughs> remember that was like you know a response to to those statements before from reddit and mm-hmm. overall yeah it was yeah. it, 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 it th- those were some crazy days
3: yeah, that was, I made sure for that to be the first mod to ever release for Star Wars Battlefront 2, as I released the Pink Vader mod. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> GG on that, you touched, you, you touched the nerve there, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so cool how all of these things, like, come together. So what, what drove all of you to see, okay, there's Battlefront, here's this mod platform. I'm going to use that and make something for Battlefront. What, what what drew you guys to doing stuff like that? Let's start with uh, Cade.
3: So I have always been interested in game development. So as I touched on briefly before, I was using Unreal Engine 4 to uh, like continue my passion for making video games. So I was doing that for three or four years prior to Battlefront 2015. And... I have always been interested in the game design aspect of it. Um, so, you know, I made a multiplayer game where people could run around and shoot. Um, and then I added, you know, vehicles, which that's why I uh, at first got Frosty, was to export, you know, the AAT for the vehicle. And I exported the, you know, the model for the B1 battle droids so I could have them as my characters. Um, so when I first started modding Frosty, I was very interested in how the actual code and the logic worked for the game, like how Dice made the game how it is. So the first you know few mods I made, like for example for Battlefront Two, as I was learning, I made a very simple mod that changed it. So when uh, Palpatine rolls or like dashes. It will play his screaming sound 100 percent of the time.
2: <laughs> so it started
3: simple with that, and then I slowly moved and realized that I was more interested in the UI or the like graphic design aspect. So another mod I released later was called Colored Ranks, and that changed the actual like level icons and matched them with certain colors. So there's like a common, uh, rare, epic, and then legendary. So it was easier to see like you know who is what level by color. Mm-hmm. Um, I also assisted um, a friend of mine, Wengler, on the no holograms mod, and that was just because we both had a very strong distaste for the holograms, and so I assisted him with um, removing them.
0: I remember that mod coming out, and that was such a, a really fun thing to see. It changed how the game looked. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the the holograms either and so when i saw that i was like oh man that looks so nice
3: (laughs) yeah so i have also worked on a few other mods some of which include uh the squad list and that i made that mod when the squad system first came out so dice has since added their own little squad list so like right next to the radar you can see the status of your teammates and who's in your squad Mm -hmm. that originally was not a thing so i added that completely from scratch And DICE later added it themselves, which I was very happy with. I have also since been working on uh, a mod called Instant Action Improvements, which is mainly being worked on by Mophead, but then there's also a few other people such as Delana who's also working on it. And uh, my work has yet to be announced, but it is going to be making a lot of changes to Instant Action for... People to have a lot of new ways
2: to play the game. So, I started modding, like, right after Cade brought... No, a while after Kate brought me in, because I started off as just primarily a guy who downloaded mods. But I saw Danger Cat's Sego mod, which changed some of the gunplay and the AI for 2015 skirmish. Mm-hmm. And I didn't agree with some of his weapon design choices, so I decided I wanted to do my own changes. Which is, and uh, and my first mod, I'm pretty sure, was the Revamped Blasters pack for 2015, which changed random, like, various um, aspects of a weapon to match how I wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to mod Battlefront 2017 when that came out, but I wasn't sure what until I played the game and I really, really disliked how the sabers looked. As soon as Frosty was released on Christmas Day, I started working on Better Sabers, which removed the awful saber flare, lens flare, whatever, on the sabers, and changed yeah. the colors to and thickness to match what they should be, in my opinion. And then later on, I started getting more into other aspects of modding. I did some UI mods, such as Better UI, which I later handed over to, or shared development with Cade, and then... The mod ended up dying, and then <laughs> um, <laughs> when mesh import came out, since I had like seven to eight years on and off experience with Blender, I knew I wanted to try and mesh import some stuff, and I mesh imported a bunch like a bunch of like sh- sh- uh, meme mods in the beginning, like the Minecraft weapons, the Minecraft characters, etc. And um, I opened a Patreon like. A little bit later on into that where I did some mod requests and posted my stuff in like like alpha testers, alpha testing, um, role, um, patron roles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And nowadays I mostly don't do much with my Patreon anymore, sadly, um, because I'm mostly working on like, um, mods or things for the, for instant action improvements yeah like um have you have you guys seen the uh the Magna guard effects
1: for the, the staff yeah
2: totally they
1: you did a great job with them'm not gonna lie
2: yeah that took i stayed awake until nine a m in the mor- like nine in the morning trying to figure out how to get that looking as good as possible and it was frustrating but also really interesting learning how dice does effects and how I can use that to what I, to me to do what I want to do.
0: That's awesome.
1: It really paid off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mendo, when you got to Battlefront, you you started playing the game. I love I love these stories of like I saw this thing and I didn't like it, so I changed it. What <laughs> What were some of your experiences doing something like that?
1: Well. Um... At first, I wasn't really doing too many changes to the textures because I was always interested in the artistic part of the game, like texturing, materials and uh, stuff, uh, things like this. Uh, I wasn't doing too much because I didn't have the experience. Um, However, what motivated me the most was uh, the love for Clone Wars, actually. And I saw that other people really loved this stuff. Uh, that's why I opened up an Instagram later on so I can share all, all of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, I realized that there's something really off with the clone troopers uh, in Battlefront. Like, they weren't too similar to the movies at the beginning. They were really shiny, you know, and there wasn't too much roughness to it. Uh, the armor wasn't too rough in many ways. That's one as- that's one aspect. Um and then I inspired myself from other mothers like Orthohex, which uh, he brought um, weathering effect first. He was the first one to actually bring weathering effects on uh, on the clone troopers. I was like, wait, that's what's missing. I should I should start and improve on that also. You know, thanks thanks to him. Um, and um, then later on, I was constantly looking at the movies. I took the movies as a reference. I didn't have any idea on how to do textures and materials in Substance Painter, a program especially especially designed for texturing um, and giving uh, 3D models materials. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with it, with, uh, with painter at that time. Uh, and I was doing all of my work in Photoshop, which was really a pain <laughs> because doing, doing textures from actual 3d models into Photoshop, uh, is really a pain. And yeah, it's, it's not really work.
0: designed for that. <laughs>
1: it's it's not designed at all. Trust me. I didn't, I, I got, I got way too used to it at some point. Um, and I didn't realize how much time I was wasting. And later on, I made um, I met another uh another good uh, friend of mine uh, another three D artist called Eric M nineteen ninety nine. Uh, he introduced me to Substance Painter. He also helped me got to he also uh, helped me get into other aspects of you know texturing and doing the art. Uh, the artistic part for Battlefront 2. Uh, he, he's not really a mother, but um, he knows 3D art overall. And that's what actually motivated me to go forward. I was like, yes, an- another way to improve my content, to improve the mods that I do. And uh, I continued doing that uh, with, a th- with a thought in mind that people are actually waiting for this stuff. You know, uh, like, for example, the finals of the 501st that mod had like five different versions like i personally i love the 501st and so do other people uh and that's what made me go forward and improve it more and more and that also that also came with the updates uh that were for battlefront 2 because in the beginning i wasn't able to do multiple appearances in the mod uh because i didn't have too many options i had like one or two, three skins per class that were very similar or sometimes they were duplicated. Uh, And only later on, I managed to do the stuff that I wanted from the beginning, like bring as many characters as possible from a certain legion, uh, in this case, the 501st, uh, into one mod and have people be immersed uh, into the experience of playing with only one legion you know, like let's say uh, let's take the Siege of Mandalore for example, for an example. Like oh, there, there was only the five oh first and the three three second, which is basically uh the five oh first but under is another name. Um, and that's what I wanted people to experience, have an entire legion do a a battle, a, a kind of a solo battalion battle, if you know what I'm saying, um, uh with the enemy. And that and People really enjoyed it, and I said, "Okay, let's do other legions also." And um, that's how I—that's how the finest of the legions, parole got uh, popular among fans of Battlefront too.
0: That's awesome. So, going going into kind of like the process, you you play Battlefront, you find something, you're like, "Man, this is super annoying. I wish this was different." From there, where do you go?
3: I can explain. So. It really depends on what I specifically dislike or where I want to, like, what exactly I want to change. So I guess I'll, for example, take the Instant Action Improvements. Um, so that is a mod I've been working on with Mophead specifically. And he and I have been working on kind of pushing the limits of what modding can achieve um for the game so one very big issue while dice was still updating the game was almost every mod not always but a lot of the majority of mods would break when dice updated the game so you know let's say i put hours and hours into this one mod I know that every single month it's going to break and I'm going to have to remake it. And that was, you know, I lost a lot of motivation because of that because I knew all of my hard work was going to go to waste almost mm-hmm. every single month. Um, so as sad as it was to hear, um, you know, DICE has moved on and their vision for Battlefront 2 is complete. Um, so they've stopped updating the game. That was really sad to hear, but it means that, you know, mods can my be... My mod won't
0: break! yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly.
3: yeah exactly. um so it was a bit exciting for me and mophead as well um so we have been able to get a lot of work done without you know the being scared of it breaking all the time mm-hmm. so what we've been focusing on is we have since uh for instant action improvements we're planning on adding four new reinforcements um two new heroes Uh, which is Ahsoka Tano and the Magna Guard, and then four four reinforcements that are completely new to the game. They don't replace anything else. Um, So as Delana mentioned, he worked on the effects for the Magna Guard, Um, and it's going very well so far. Um, So my process when working on these things, so for example, I am currently working on instant action improvements, uh, specifically the logic and coding side of things, so I usually will plan out exactly what I want to do. So I think, okay, you know, instant action has its limitations, what do I want to change about it? So I'll sometimes, you know, do a Google Doc or sometimes brainstorm in my head and kind of plan out what exactly I want to change about it or modify or add. Um, and I usually, in this case, I'll discuss with Mophead saying, hey, I want to change this part, or I maybe want to add a new menu or something like that. And uh, he'll give his feedback, because I think it's really important to get feedback from other people. Um, and once I do that, I'll usually, if it's like a, a visual change, so let's say I was adding a new menu to the game, I'll open Adobe Illustrator and create like kind of a rough concept of what it will look like. Um, then I will go into Frosty and try replicating the the concept I made. Um, and after that, I'll just kind of tinker with it and get it until I like it looks how I want to. Um, and that that process is what takes the longest. Um, the actual modding section where I utilize Frosty and, you know, uh, put what I envisioned into the game itself. Um, so.
0: For people who don't know, what are, what? are what is Frosty?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Frosty is the modding tool that is used for, like, to actual make modifications to the game. So, you know, let's say I wanted to add a new Clone Legion, or change the Clone Legion, or the colors for it. Um, or, you know, uh, give Luke Skywalker a jetpack. You <laughs> use Frosty, um, which is like a software you can get on your computer to either download modifications or make them. Um, so I use the frosty editor to make my modifications.
0: My viewpoint, I have not been super in-depth into the mod community. One, because I just got my PC uh, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been a console player. But I have looked uh-huh. upon the the community of modding with um, loving eyes, I, I, I guess I would say. <laughs> really really cool what what everyone's doing with the game and it's like you said it's very sad that battlefront ended support but on the flip side the modding community is in a place that is very very well put for something like this correct me if i'm wrong but the the links that you that modding went to in 2015 was very visual customization kind of thing. At least most of the mods that got yeah. pop- popular were the the visual changes, stuff for the skins. It wasn't really, like, ground-level stuff like you're doing with um, arcade and, and instant action. What changed between those two things?
3: I think the biggest changes were uh, the Frosty Editor has updated to make, like, you know, modifying the actual gameplay itself. It's been made easier Um, but Frosty, the actual editor itself, or the program, it was released for the first time around 2015. So people were kind of still figuring things out, learning all the, like, processes for doing things, and, uh... It is, you know, since evolved and grown, and some people's interests have moved more into the technical side or, you know, modifying the gameplay. And, you know, that started with one Delana, you know, changing all the blasters to have different, you know, different uh, damage values or how fast they shoot and such. Um, So it's slowly, it's been, uh, it's slowly gone up the more interest and the people who are interested in making these gameplay
2: mods I could still argue that um cosmetic mar- mods are still usually the most popular mods still to mm-hmm. this day. Oh definitely. Yeah. Like the big um single like the big technical mods do get in front of them, but just like when someone tries to do when someone new tries to do like a UI or graphic mod they really don't get as much like coverage, I guess you could say as a cosmetic mod would. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And yeah. that can be a bit frustrating at times that You know, this one mod that just imports, you know, Woody from Toy Story (laughs) gets more, you know, upvotes than, you know, instant action improvements. But,
2: yeah. I'm still mad that my shovelware mods have done a lot better than my serious mods, because my serious mods take way more effort than my meme shovelware mods.
3: Yeah, it can be, I guess, frustrating, um, but... You know, it's just usually the community is more interested in the cosmetic and visual mods. Well, it's um, also
0: a, a much easier thing to digest. So, say you change the entire gameplay format of heroes versus villains, you have to play that, and then <laughs> visually you're like, oh my gosh, it's Woody. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, th- I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how. The modding community, like you're saying, they make a specific thing just for upvotes, and then you pour your your blood, sweat, and tears into this this new thing. But I do think they they complement each other in a, in a, an interesting way. I I am incredibly impressed with the amount of work that you guys put into something like this. The amount of work that you're putting into the the instant action changes like that is that is crazy to think about. That you're adding two new heroes, four new reinforcements that weren't in the game, instead of like a visual revamp, you're creating something that wasn't there in Battlefront. That is an amazing thing to see.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, And hopefully, instant action improvements does get more coverage in that regard because compared to just you know we're just changing you know the blaster damage or something just gameplay we're also you know adding ahsoka to the game which is also very visual and cosmetic which is you know much more appealing to people and it's also it's much easier to showcase and have hype for um like things you can actually see like you know, yeah. cosmetic changes um so being able to showcase and announce Ahsoka was really cool to see everyone's reactions to it, because um, I think everyone did a hmm.
0: everyone on the Ahsoka win. <laughs> yeah. On a
1: note, on a side note about Ahsoka, I remember seeing the Ahsoka model in a cinematic uh, captures uh, Unreal Unreal Engine team, and I was like, okay, that is the ultimate Ahsoka model, like next to realism. And I mm-hmm. I mean. You can you can tell that she's actually Ahsoka, but in a realistic form. But you don't like you don't miss uh, miss uh, you, you don't confuse her with someone else. You know. And I was really thinking, would that will that be in Battlefront? And a few days later, I see Kate or who or whoever posted it. It's like Ahsoka is coming to a cave for us. I was so happy. I'm gonna lie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what what got you guys? started on this path like okay we're gonna push the limits of what modding is and this is what we're gonna do
3: yeah so i was just i've always been very interested in the gameplay and logic aspect um and i saw mophead was working on instant action improvements and i was really interested in it because people usually don't work on the like, like like you said majority of people do cosmetic mods and that is very impressive you know i am I am not an artist to say the least. Uh <laughs> the best I can do is draw stick figures. So, you know, I um it was really cool being able to see that Mophead was working on adding the the reinforcements and new heroes. So I reached out to him and asked if I could help in any way, and that's what started me, you know, working on that. Um, because, you know, due to the fact that Frosty is mainly known for the cosmetic mod, which is completely cool um but a lot of people don't know how far the game can reach in its modding potential so i have been making my changes in the thought of kind of being able to showcase how many how far modding can be taken with battlefront 2
2: another reason why i think that cosmetic mods are more popular like more often made is because they don't require as much in like in like frosty knowledge to do because most of the work is done in like photoshop blender substance while stuff like effects ui gameplay etc is done more in mostly in frosty yeah. which requires game
1: specific knowledge that's true it's that also depends on how the cosmetic model is thinking of doing the thing if he generally wants to make it look very realistic that can take a lot of time yeah uh, however yeah. however with the mesh import now that i don't a few months ago i think it came it came into frosting. um uh, with mesh import now people are beginning to get to spend more and more time on doing cosmetic mods that they want to see like one of one example is a cyborg uh, mall which was actually kind of a more of a revolution to say so because people have been asking for a darth Maul skin uh for ages and uh that mesh importing uh, usually requires some additional work to you know photoshopping or substance painting so it's, it really depends from uh from the mother to mother just to expand on that i'd like to
3: explain kind of what mesh importing is so prior to i guess this year or maybe a few, few or so months ago it was like um, in november
2: september i think
3: yes yeah, some something like that yeah. um frosty was only able to change the appearance or like the i guess I'll, I'll just say colors of the characters so let's say you know you wanted to make the five of first legion you could you know change the the markings yes. or if you wanted to make you know the backpack of something blue you can change the color of it but you couldn't change the actual like geometry of it. So let's say you know you wanted to add um, Ahsoka to the game. You know you could change the colors of an outfit that was already in the game to kind of match Ahsoka's, but you couldn't actually add like a new shirt or like a new design or something like that.
0: It's like um, so... uh, painting a house that's already there, rather than building what you want to build.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So mesh importing allowed people to like import or add their own objects or their own designs to the game and that opened up numerous possibilities like cyborg mall that gave him you know cyborg legs um and that has opened up a lot of opportunities for modders to really you know make something new because you know they've added ahsoka and we're currently working on the magna guard so it's been that was also very groundbreaking
1: one th- one thing that I've noticed about mesh when about the time when mesh import came in I noticed that a, a lot of people even though they weren't modders before they didn't do a mod at all they got interest when they saw that they can actually do their own characters in game and I saw tons and tons of people uh coming and uh watching tutorials on how to model stuff how to rig how to rig models how to get them into the game uh and that's that's when a, a lot of new mothers came in, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me, if, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think a lot of that that really uh, awoke, to say so, an interest uh, among the people, and that is actually really is is really good for the community.
3: Yeah, I agree.
0: On on the visual side of things, what's what's that process like? We we got a, an overview of kind of the 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 power of Frosty with the amazing stuff that you guys are doing on that front. But what what's the process like when you you say, Okay, I wanna add Woody to Battlefront. I wanna add uh, Minecraft skin mall
2: First you would wanna get like the model rigged and um like in first you wanna get make the model. And then second you wanna get that rigged to the battlefront skeleton so it moves with the animations in the game. And second, which usually isn't a problem for like shovelware meme mods because they come with textures if you download them. And like the second the second step is making the textures or getting those textures, and then having them set for the game uh, format. Um, and then third step is importing them, and sometimes the fourth step is um, getting rid of meshes that you didn't
1: don't want for the character. Uh, yes, well um it it mostly depends on uh what kind of model do you want to get in like uh let's say recently only recently i really started to do my own models from scratch uh to get them into battlefront and it really differs from model to model let's say if it's a um more of a solid model like clone tro- like a clone trooper or a stormtrooper, like it has armor right it doesn't need uh cloth physics or um more uh, complex animations uh those models are the easiest one to do Uh, for example if you do only one helmet it's easier because you just have to rig it to one bone in order for the animation to work properly with the model however if you go to the body side of things that then it can get complicated because bones are working with each other in relation and uh as no offense the skeleton from battlefront 2 is actually it has a lot of bones it can get very complicated <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's that's the risk we're all we, we're all assuming uh but yes um uh, when you're doing a full uh, like a full mesh from ground up and you're rigging it you gotta make sure that uh let's say you got the shoulder yeah you got a shoulder pad a, a piece of armor but the rest of the body is actually clothing that needs to move completely with the animation, you got to get it right because otherwise it's going to stretch, you know, and it's gonna it's not going to look natural and you want to make it look as natural as possible. That's one aspect of it. Another aspect, it's okay, maybe you rig the part, let's say to bo- to a bone, but when you get it in game uh that part is going to be stretched to one or two kilometers long and that is going to mess up that, that you will know for sure that you messed up something with uh, rigging uh that's where tutorials are coming in uh i personally i i still don't know to to rig uh models too well that's why i'm always following tutorials or ask other people uh for uh, the only things that i'm good at momentarily that i know that i'm, I'm good at are texturing and modeling that's it but for rigging rigging is always the hardest part of getting a model into the game um and yeah and you gotta make sure that the material side like the textures uh die uh the uh, frosty has a a different set of um of texturing in cost in concept like let's like say let's say the normal map uh that's, let's say let's take that for example the normal map usually when you use it on real engine or other modeling programs then they have more of a purple uh, color to it um, but in uh, in frosty a lot of those textures are inverse if you know they're reverse and That is is also taking a little time when you're exporting the textures from the program you did uh, them in. Uh, You gotta compile them in Photoshop, make sure that you get the materials right, and then you also gotta make sure that those materials are actually fitting with the shaders that are on that model. Because I'm gonna take the clone trooper for an example because I had many issues with that. Um, For a certain time, the metallic channel of the normal map that is, is giving the metallic expect, aspect of the texture uh, wasn't normal it wasn't it wasn't something different about it but when the customization update you know when all the clone trooper legions got different um, gear and stuff they changed some stuff into weathering and the blue channel the, the metallic the metallic texture basically uh, became white like if you were going to do a metallic thing there into the texture, it would appear white on your on your clone trooper. So these fa- these textures, these factors also depend on the shaders. Uh, it it, def- it differs also uh, it differs from model to model, and that's this is the hardest part about getting meshes and textures into the game. But the rest usually it's easy easy thing. It's an easy thing like doing the model, and getting the texture done.
0: We have about time for one more main topic. Let's get into kind of like what, what you guys are hoping for for the future of modding. As we go forward into Battlefront not having support, we're... we're as a community we're we're shifting things um, with Wayfinder. we're trying to do a lot more community focused challenges, events, and some other projects we can't even announce yet because they're still in the works but as as the community grows and develops, what are your hopes for the futures of modding?
2: I hope for another frosty update uh, <laughs> 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 because I don't want to. I don't want to like throw shade or anything, but um, there hasn't been an update for Frosty in a, in, a, in like about half a year, and there are some features that I've seen in that which makes sense for not being released yet. But some of those features look really good, and I really would like to get my to use to use them. And um, I know the stuff takes time, and I don't want anything rushed. I would just really like for a new Frosty update with the new features to come
1: one day i for one i'd love to see in the future uh the ability to edit maps to have our own map modifications Mm -hmm. you know like let's say people yeah, people ha- like I, s- I've, I've always uh, took a look at Battlefront two thousand five. Like people are actually able to get the entire maps done, but that's mainly because the modding tools, if I'm not wrong, they were posted by the developers. I'm not, I cannot remember for sure. Um, but I remember, you know, people have always been asking for planets like, let's say, Coruscant, ambara They really want to see those planets in a realistic form. Well. Uh, I really hope to see this stuff in the future, like map editing that for me would be the ultimate, uh, wish uh, for the future of modding in battlefront two.
3: Yeah. I also agree. I think being able to add your own locations and planets for people to play on would be a huge step. Um, and it is something as a developer that I, for frosty, I do want to look into, um, And I think that would really open up the possibilities for modding, being able to add completely new planets. Um, Another thing that would be, or another feature that would be really nice that would open up opportunities is being able to create uh, custom animations or, like, basically, you know, currently if we want to add Ahsoka, she has to, you know, uh, fight with her lightsaber the same way as Anakin. Um, We can't, like, add a, like... You know her own style to, to how she runs or how she jumps so being able to you know uh animate or make these new uh poses and you know how she walks and stuff being able to change that and add like new ways for her to walk and such that would also be um really useful and uh would have a lot more potential so i agree as well
1: on a personal on a personal note i think map editing for all would bring much more people, uh, many more people together to work together as a team, because map editing would take like it would really take some time if you want to do a good a good um uh map mod, and I think that would also bring many more people together to work more as a team than we are working now like arcade improvements for example i i really love that you guys are working more in in a team all together and try to bring more stuff into battlefront uh on an offline level because you can't really do (laughs) online changes um but arcade improvements for one for an example it's actually what uh a battlefront dice update looks like like i genuinely felt like i i had i just had a new update to battlefront 2 when i first loaded up arcade improvements a few days ago i remember i remember mophead said that was
2: essentially his goal was for like a dice quality
1: update i think he's actually achieving it uh more and more with each update that's why i congratulate you all
3: yeah it's really cool being able to see the process of having the artists you know work on ahsoka and being able to share their work with you know mophead and i where we can actually add it into the game it's a really cool experience being able to see
2: people working together definitely yeah like working in a team has made is been just great because i don't if i wanted to do this if i wanted to do something like this myself like doing this all by yourself would be terrible because If you're even though if you're extremely skilled in one place, you may not be as skilled in another place, which is why having a well-rounded team makes this so satisfying and easy, quote unquote.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Easy. (laughs) It's it's super awesome to see, and it's it's not just like um, I mean even like professionally, you could put this on your portfolio to use Mm -hmm. when you go job hunting like this is such an awesome thing to have um, experience wise and just generally like it's such a cool thing to add for the community Um, in theory is there a way or a possibility in the future let's just say five years down the road with, with modding being super robust for this game is there a possibility that say private matches could be modded in
3: it's something that people could definitely look into um, I think if like you know the right people have an interest in adding private matches, I definitely think it could be done. Um, to my knowledge, there was a group of people or maybe someone who actually did add private matches to um, Battlefront twenty fifteen uh, mm-hmm. during the beta, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah. So I do definitely think it is a possibility. Um, and I am like I I'm hopeful that that is something in the future because that would open up a lot of possibilities where you know instead of just only being able to play offline with bots as ahsoka you would actually be able to play as ahsoka online and you know have a heroes versus villain match um that would be
1: that'd be really cool private matches would be also very uh very good for content creators like wolf <laughs> wolf wolf for an example because uh <laughs> him he and the 104th has been constantly asking for private matches for uh, recreation uh for recreations in battlefront 2 of different clone wars episodes and uh not only clone wars let's say more more content like let's say recreations from other movies or just filming some things uh that i don't know this is just content generally uh so please do please make private matches possible
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at SWB Podcast as well as on Instagram at SWB Podcast. Definitely check us out on there. We keep you up to date on all of the news in Star Wars games and news on the show as well as future topics and guests we would like to have on. You can find links to the awesome guests that we had on this episode in the description of this episode either on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, like friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling. Or on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie sheep. T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. A great free way to support the show is by leaving a review in your favorite podcast app or with sharing it with your friends. It is greatly appreciated. We've had some great ones left on there recently. We want to thank you so much for those. You can find our YouTube channel on youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. We do streams every Saturday at about 1 p.m. MST. Definitely come check us out. Fun guests. Awesome topics and Q&A. Really have a blast doing that. Definitely give Wayfinder a follow on Twitter. We've got some awesome stuff planned for the future, so keep your eyes peeled. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find this show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the force be with you.